Welcome to episode 14 of the Go Get Em Agility podcast. My name is Margaret Hughes, and I'm your host. And today, welcome back, my daughter, my favorite kid, Emma Hughes, is on the podcast with us. (laughs) I'm back. Hi, Emma. uh, The reasoning is, is that I decided that I wanted to do a little bit of dog training over the summer as an instructor. And then I thought, well, nobody's going to know my ideals and my ideology. So here I am. (laughs) <laughs> taking awesome. advantage. Nice. Well, welcome back. Excited to have you uh, uh, join me again. And maybe we can make this a little bit more regular than every six months or so. <laughs> so um, I, you're hoping to do dog agility training? Perhaps. And maybe that would be awesome. Uh, you've done you've done a few in the past. You've done yeah. a little bit. Not a whole lot, except you've done a ton of training, a ton of training with your own dog, Dot and Millie and Jinx as well, although you handed him over to me. Yes. Give me your credentials. Um, I guess by the time I will be back, it'll be 16 years of agility experience. Um, only two dogs, actually, in those 16 years. So that's fine. Well, you had Jinx. He's your, he was a third dog. I know, but Millie, Millie and Dot have spanned those 16 years quite well, I think. Yes, with, with Jinx in there in the middle. <laughs> Poor Jinx always gets uh, <laughs> thrown under the bus. Um, yeah, and I mean, I um, made the U.S. junior team quite a few times, and so yeah, and how, I was pretty successful old, over there, I would say, I would hope. Um, how old were you with your um, first junior team? Oh, goodness. 13, I think. 13. And okay. I went all the way till I was 18. And then when I was 18, I got um, second place individually and third place combined. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there was one year in there with COVID. Yes. Yes. You're going to Finland and that one got canceled. Yes. Yes. So the second place and the third place, that was with Dot, right? Yes. And that was... Um, the virtual one. Yes. Um, I, I count it though, because they did give me a little like, Hey, look what you did. Um, oh, it was against the kids from, it was against kids from different countries. And I, I was, think there were, I think there were uh, 12 different countries or something like that um, in that yeah. competition. So, um, and you know, we played, honestly, I, you know, sent in runs that I didn't do so well on um, first try. So yeah. yeah we, um, we were only, yeah. It was, uh, I remember having to video it and within, we had to uh, submit the video within five minutes of you running it um or that's five, right yeah five minutes of the last dog running and yeah right. you guys we're only given one shot um it was judged virtually by um some high-end trainers i can't remember who all they were but i remember there were, yeah there's a bunch of them yeah the courses were built and judged by the same um european trainers so Nice. Yeah. Um, um, and I guess, shall I, I, I can't think of everything, but Dot's also done um, quite a few. Um, she's been very successful under mom as well, under Margaret, um, doing UKI. She got accepted to the West Coast Open. So under mom, but under my training, right? Yeah. Um, and so, her. yeah, I guess I can, my, my point being is that I, I can, I, I think I can train dogs quite well. I've only ever had two. So we'll see if I ever get another one, how that one goes. I've been very, very lucky. Okay, but um, now, let's let's be honest here. Now, when you're doing dog training um, and training agility, and you're instructing other people, you're no longer dog training. You're people training. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. That is very. That is very true. So, do you I, think I, you're I good at training? I think people? it's true with a lot of agility as well. Once you get up to a certain point, 
I like I can say now every NQ that I've ever had with dot now, it's almost always my fault, right? So you have to people train yourself as well once you get to a certain point, I think. Yeah, handler training for sure. So are you good at training people? Are you good with people? I, I hope so. I mean, I, I like to brag about Aaron. Um, a shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. <laughs> uh, who's going to national very well. seven weeks with Cora. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I like to take credit for that, even though she has done a ton of work um, by herself. She has really grabbed the bull by the horns, as they say, and has Absolutely. taken off on her own. Yeah. And I'm very proud. Yeah, but I think that you definitely helped to um, show her what she could do. Right. Oh, I think she's very talented. At, at a time. <laughs> we'll stop embarrassing Aaron on the uh, public podcast now. <laughs> well, my point is, um, that I, I do think that your, um, her, her working with you helped to open up a new door to a different type of uh, more premier training, more international style training. Right. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I like to do. I, I love Premiere. I adore it. It's my favorite class, um, both standard and jumpers. And I that's an love European uh, style courses. Mom is currently um, holding the newest European prospect. Uh, oh, we're not, going to, we're not going for, to uh, Elijah, as I like to call him, because I think that annoys her. Um, and he's very cute. And he's currently sitting in her lap as I'm watching this. All right, let me um, and it. so I guess that, Wait, that's a good segue into Eli, right? Okay. So we're going to talk, discuss him. Yes, I want to talk about Eli. So let me introduce Eli. Eli is my newest, well, he's my, um, he's my puppy. And I, he's 10 weeks old. Um, I acquired him through uh, Kristen Walter and Resolution Sport Dogs. He is a border papillon mix with mini American Shepherd. So he's Border Collie, Papillon, and Mini American Shepherd. He's 10 weeks old, and he has been an absolute dream of a puppy. I absolutely love him. He's a little um, Merle tried. Yeah, she said that. As she said that, he just bit her chin. So we'll see. (laughs) No, he's a very good boy. He's a little tired at the moment. um, Although me me, um, contacting you, he woke up when he heard your voice. So he's a little, little up now. Uh, so yeah, I want to talk about puppies. I want to talk about raising a sport dog. I mean, I've had, so we've, this is my 10th dog. Eli's my 10th dog. He's my seventh agility dog in my house. So when I say that 10 dogs, okay, any dog that you had, Millie, right. Jake, and Dot. Well, we got Millie were, when I was four or yeah. five. But while so. they're all your, those three were your dogs. Um, they were in my house. <laughs> right. So You're I the can, one who paid for the food. So, <laughs> so I consider them um, part of my household as well, even though they were not my agility dogs. Uh, so Eli is my 10th dog over uh, John and my uh, um, marriage. He's my seventh agility dog in the home. So I started with a Shih Tzu. Then I went to a Pomeranian. Um, then I had a Sheltie. Then you had uh, a Sheltie, Millie, then Millie. Jinx, Dot, and now Eli. So really my last puppy that I raised for me under my direction, under my training was Tia, my Shetland sheepdog, Tia, who passed away 
three years ago now. I yeah, think. I think About so. Three years ago. So I'm I'm really enjoying having a puppy that I'm raising with with every intention of having him be a sport dog, with every intention of him um, going into the agility arena, and having a hopefully a national career in agility, if not just a little international. Career. <laughs> you, if you happen to move in, move to Europe, um, then yes, I I may come over and visit you and put him in the <laughs> there. But um, I mean, I would love to try. I would love to try to go to world team tryouts. But my aspirations to do international agility—that's uh, not where my heart lies. My heart lies more with uh, local and national trials than it does international. However, that being said, I am excited, beyond excited to train anything and everything I can with this dog as far as agility skills. So threadles, backsides, um, distance, verbals, um, all of that that is required on those big, fast international courses. So I absolutely plan to train him to that degree, but whether or not um, I have dreams of being on world team eh, not not now not at my age um I love watching you but I'm just, I'm just not sure <laughs> very kind of you I don't know I, I wouldn't what say if no you're like a switcheroo awkward. you know like what if you wake up one day and he's just like not there and you're like oh my god Emma um you're in Chester and I'm like oh yeah Eli is here too um <laughs> oh you're taking my dog night. now that's happened a couple of times right I know well that's just is. I was like, oh, we'll give you Jinx. Well, you can give me Eli. Yeah. Um, I would love it if you were thrilled with his training. I, would. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. so I, um, I think that it's going to be very interesting having a mixed breed. He is going to be the first mixed breed that we have in our house. Um, I am by no means a purist of dog breeds. Um, I love mixed breeds. And I actually was thinking about having my next dog be like, like a shelter dog or, or one of those lines. Um, but I have never lived or experienced a prolonged interaction with a sport bred dog or what do they call it? Sport mixed dogs? Is that what it's called? I'm not hundred percent sure. Anyway, the, the dogs that are bred for like fly ball, right? The, the Papillon border collie mixes. Um, and so I think it's going to be really interesting to see how big he is. Cause in my head, he's huge. I think he's what, 10 weeks now and, and he's eight pounds okay that's not huge i guess but it's not massive he's not but um i'm really i'm really excited to see how he starts to take agility um you know compared to like say dot who is a showbred um born and raised well not raised but born dog you know bred for confirmation um and i'm interested to see the differences between them not that i think one is better than the other um just excited to see how he does He's very cute. He really does kind of look like an Aussie in my head. I love their broad, their broad cheese wedge head, cheese wedge heads, as I call them. I think they're very cute. Yeah. Um, Eli, he's, mini Aussie. Cute. he's got mini Aussie yeah. in him. And he's still my, got the cheese head. <laughs> my criteria for getting a dog, I wanted them to be smaller um, so that they couldn't get on the counters. Not that he couldn't get on a counter with a chair, but from the ground, I'm hoping that he can't get on the counter. Um, he had to have a tail. Uh, I wanted less grooming as far as mats go, so that less of that double coat, less of that um, Sheltie hair. And as I absolutely love Shelties, and 
I was very hesitant to go away from a Sheltie, but I really didn't want to have to deal with the matting that can happen with that thick double coat. Body is gorgeous, but as they say, beauty is pain. Yeah. And so I wanted a short haired dog and, and I was really intrigued by the mini Aussies. I, I have a few of them in my classes and I quite like them. Um, but I wanted a tail. And, and and I really, really loved some of the border paps that I was seeing coming along that um, also intrigued me. And so when I found the breeder that I found, Kristen, absolutely my dream breeder. Exactly what I was looking for as far as um, uh, uh, temperament and environment and uh, trainer. She's a, she's a great trainer. Um, and so I was just, every time that she would post something um, about the, the puppies, I was like, oh yes, that's exactly what, what I would, would have done, what I would want to do. I'm not a breeder, but that's the direction that I would want to go. And I was just thrilled, absolutely thrilled when she said yes, that um, uh, Eli was coming in my direction. Eli was chosen for me. So there are only three puppies in the litter and Eli was chosen for me. And I absolutely think that he is the perfect fit for our family and our our, our dog dynamics. So I'm thrilled. I remember when he was born, you sent me a picture of the three puppies and you said, I want this one. And it was him. Um, yeah, I, I remember I we liked him because he's a because he was a dark merle, and you know when you first see puppies, you have really nothing to go off with their personality and whatnot. And so when you only go off of color, which is uh, full disclosure, not something you should do when choosing a dog, right? When you no, know their and personality, I, and, don't and go off I, of color. But right, but we have never had a merle, um, let alone a dark merle like him, and that's just uh, he's beautiful. Oh, I was yeah, no, I loved all three puppies, but we have tries, right? We've you've had two tries. Uh, Jinx is a sub try um and so i love tries absolutely love them and i would have loved to try but i really wanted a merle and so yeah i had no i didn't i never disclosed which one i wanted i loved all three of them and i would have taken all three of them equally um but i was thrilled that um eli came my direction his name was gunoki in the litter um and i we changed it to eli um I changed it to Eli, I guess. Uh, Eli's a great name. I, I really do like the name It's Eli. resolutions get up and go, Eli, um, which also Eli. means elevated. So elevated over the jumps. And E-L is your initials, Emma Lynn. Oh, Emma, Emma Lynn. Oh, yes, my, my favorite kid. Yeah, I'm giving uh, away all my uh, information now on the internet. Sorry. Emma Lynn Hughes. Emma Lynn Hughes. Um, so not, I- not to be, um, as I found out in England, um, not to be confused with the football player, Emma Lynn Hughes. That's right. Uh, the Welsh football player. That's not uh, not who I was named after. <laughs> no, she was not named after Emma Lynn Hughes. Emma, Emma Lynn Hughes, the football player in England, um, <laughs> I, who I didn't even know about when you were born. So apologies, you're named after. That's <laughs> okay. People people ask me about it. I've had one comment on it. Like, uh, do you know the football oh, really? player? I'm like, yes, actually, I do. <laughs> no, Lynn is your uh, Aunt Lori's middle name. That's right. And, to Aunt Lori, and Emma is all of your grandparents' names put together. Ed, Margie, Martin, and Anne. <laughs> Emma. Anyway, less about you, Em. Let's talk I about know. You. This turned into the Emma podcast. E.L. is also the initials of one of my all-time favorite people who is living in Texas. So do you want to know what I've done for the last two weeks with him? Do I do. Know? And then I want to compare him to Dottie because I am very competitive. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
I, well, first off, um, he was a little shy of people and he's still a little shy of dogs. And so I've been working really, really hard on getting him to really like seeing people, especially from a distance. He doesn't need to go up to them, but I really wanted him to see the people and not worry about them, um, but rather look to me and and pay attention to me. So we've been working really hard on that. And he made a breakthrough two days ago. Uh, so I've had him for a week and a half. He's 10 weeks. I got him at eight weeks, two days. So Friday will be two weeks. And he made a huge breakthrough two days ago where he just started putting a wiggle butt up to everybody. Um, he did meet a man today that was smoking. He didn't meet them. He saw them from a distance and the smoke, I think, threw him. And so um, he's been exposed now to two people that were smoking and just observing them. He's not worried about them necessarily, but he's definitely observing them and just being cautious. So uh, I like that. Um, it, he was looking to me for direction and that's exactly what I want. So now we're working on uh, dogs. Uh, I and mean, we're working on everything all the time. So kitties, goats, uh, I plan to go see some horses uh, in the next day or two. Um, but dogs definitely want to get him more uh, comfortable with dogs. And currently he's great with dogs unless they're too close, too quick. So if they come in at him too quick, then he uh, starts backing up and he gets a little nervous. Um, or if we, um, we've had one dog where I didn't realize the dog was around the corner and we came around the corner right into the dog and that startled him. So, um, but since then he's met that dog again and um, things are going really, really well in the dog department. So those are my two big guns that I'm working on right now are people and dogs. But every day we do some either obedience, impulse control, or agility related. I mean, it's all ends up being agility related um, exercise to work towards agility. But we're not doing any equipment as such other than Cato boards, travel planks. Um, today he went inside of a... Uh, a dark tool cabinet at home at Lowe's. So we were in Lowe's today and he went in a dark tool cabinet at Lowe's uh, to mimic a dark tunnel. Um, he was very good about that. Gotta get those agility uh, experiences in yeah, <laughs> while you can. Like going around oh. cones, going around. Oh, like stanchions and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it's going to actually, actually I had be a question. Um, I had a question about, um, so he is obviously a post-COVID puppy. Well, not post-COVID. We're not out of it, but he's a post, you know, 2020 pandemic puppy. Correct. Um, and I was actually wondering about the mask thing um, because I have, and this is probably um, very relevant to a lot of people, a lot of your people with puppies, um, dogs that, you know, were born in like 20, late 2019, 2020, 2021, um, dogs that grew up with masks. And I was wondering actually about that. Um Obviously, it's socialization, but I wonder um, if he would be, if if he would react to that at all. Well, I've seen masked people and unmasked people equally, I think, um, and he has not shown any difference between masked people and unmasked people. It's just been people in general. So his acceptance of them is also being in general. He's accepting them um, 
no problem. So I'm tr- we're he's more heavily dominant right now on women, um, which is one of the reasons I went to Home Depot is I knew that I would find more men there. Um, and he's pretty interestingly, because we're in winter here in Washington, which is cold and wet, he's seen a ton of people with hats, gloves. <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see how he does with big and jackets. Yeah. Big Dottie, jackets. Dottie hates big jackets. Dottie's four years old. And every time I put on the jacket, she's like, mm, yeah, that's but that's a little different. Scary. That's not socialism. <laughs> no, it's not fair. She's <laughs> yeah. just, uh, she's just very dramatic. No, she doesn't like uh, actually I had another um, thing that I wanted to bring up. I wanted to bring up the sport puppy versus pet puppy thing. Okay. Um, I actually wanted to talk about sport puppies versus pet puppies. And what I mean by that is um, dogs bought for the purpose of doing agility, not for the purpose, but, you know, with the expectation that they're going to do agility when they grow up and pet dogs, which um, might be, you know, first timers, they have bought a dog uh, for the sole purpose of companionship. And then they have moved into agility at a later ish stage in the dog's life. So that could be anywhere between like six months to a few years or, you know, whenever you started agility. Um, because I think that the way that you have started to train Eli and especially the way that I trained dots in the beginning, um, was a lot different to how I trained Millie. Millie was supposed to be a pet dog. Um, and probably a lot of your people, um, have gone from pet dog into sport dog territory. Yeah. Well, first off, do you know that Millie was bought for you? with the sole intention of being your companion, but also doing agility with you. So right, but we didn't think that she, you know, do as well as she okay. did. Yes, that is we true. We didn't think she would be doing agility until she was 11. <laughs> that is true. But from the day you brought her home, you started agility training with her. Right. But a four-year-old doesn't know how to how to well, train, know. you know, how to do but, foundations and whatnot. Right. But I, I would was, imagine I, I don't know. Helping. I don't remember any of that. Right. But I was helping you expose her with the knowledge that she would be in the agility arena eventually. So we were taking her places um, that I knew would benefit her in the end. So it's a really good question. Um, here's here's my thought process on it. First off, um, Eli is a house dog that's with with the intention of being an agility dog. But I've been working with him with the interdog uh, stuff with with integrating him with the family right from the get-go. So he's not a kennel dog. He's not living on his own. He is living with all three of our dogs. So we currently have four dogs. He's living with them with knowledge that he will need crate training to be in the car for you know a couple hours at a time, knowing that he needs to learn how to settle on his own without being in the vicinity of dogs all the time so I, I he has to learn to respect the cats he actually he's very good at that he's being very good with the kids <laughs> Dottie's not uh, as good at that so so first he's a house dog that's goal number one but then every goal within that is also an agility dog so I don't know if pet dog people continue to crate their dogs once they're house trained whereas I will Right. I know that we'll be doing traveling with this dog that he'll need to be in a crate. And so I know a lot of people use utilize crates for house training, whereas I'm utilizing the crate for um, being alone. Right. Whether whether he has to go to the bathroom or not. Um, so that's job number one is or that's part of 
the distinction between pet dog and sport dog. Um, everywhere that I'm taking him and everybody that I'm introducing him to, it plays along the same lines. I want him to be a friendly dog that can handle people in my classes on a weekly basis. And I also know that I'll see them at an agility trial. <laughs> so it, it's it, they're, they run along the exact same veins and everything that I do is not only to live with them as a dog, but to train him and run with them as a, as a, an agility companion. So I think the big difference for the major big difference is pet dog people. They're usually, well, how do I say this? You want to know what I think? Do you want to actually not what I think, what I, um, what I associated with dot rather than Millie. Um, and I found it with like a lot of, um, a lot of times in like 4-H and whatnot, where those are a lot of pet dogs, right. That are coming in. Um, I found that I, that agility people, myself included, let a lot of things slide. Um, and maybe that's just because Dottie is my golden child, but I have found that her being a little bit more boisterous and maybe, um, you know, being allowed to launch herself off the couch at the cat occasionally um, and not getting, you know, I'm not mad at her for that. I think that that not consciously, you know, have I said, oh, well, that's the makings of an agility dog. Um, and if your dog doesn't do that, you know, that's not saying that they're not. But um, I think that, you know, barking and like being loud at the gate um, and stuff, you know, I don't make her sit. I, she doesn't know obedience and stuff like that. Hugging on your leg. Yeah, she's allowed to attack my leg whenever she wants because I think it's funny. Um, you know, at, when I feed her, she spins like a record, um, spinning around and around and around. And I just Which let her do I that. I hate. Let, let the record oh, stand. So funny. Let the record stand that it's I do so not funny. let Dottie spin. Oh, she genuinely, her. like, she spins. I hate it. So fast. It's crazy. All right. So you're saying that as a sport dog person, you give her more leeway to do some naughty stuff than a pet dog person would? I think so. I've seen yeah. um, like a lot of my friends, pet dogs, they are much more well-behaved than she is. I mean, these dogs sit at the door. Um, and then when I walk in, they just sit there and they look at me and I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> um, and they don't even like, they don't even like hey, try to Jinx kill me. They're just Jinx like, doesn't jump on many people. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> that's a true statement. He does not. He's pretty dang good. So um, I think that that's you based now. Do I, so yeah, I, I think though that you're on the right, I understand the line that you're going on. I think that pet dog people worry more about house training and whether or not the dog is learning to sit at when somebody arrives or be calm around people. Whereas me as a pet dog people, the house training, I know that's going to happen. I, I could care less about that. I want a dog that has a drive towards toys, drives towards food, is willing to work with me and that I can train them to do a host of other stuff and, and, and prevent aggression, pre uh, prevent uh, separation anxiety, whereas they, it's flipped for pet dog people. They want more of the obedience straight away, whereas I want more of the socialization straight away. Right. Does that answer your question? Yes, and I agree very much so with you. Yeah. But um, at the same no, time, saying as a pet dog person, if you, you know, it's your first ever agility dog, don't just drop your puppy off into the deep end. Um, 
funny little uh as i have to shove my car thing my car uh interest into every every conversation i've seen many 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 puppies be ruined at car meets because they think that the loud noises right? will be good socialization no, socialization and at a distance it, kills it. it it is so car meets yeah. um and any place with like loud engines is not right. a great so if you're thinking about uh, your dog yeah, yeah. let me just socialized. say, I said, I said that, um, you know, I went to home, uh, uh, Lowe's yesterday or home. I went to Lowe's, um, I went to Lowe's, uh, hardware center to specifically to seek out men. I was also going there because our pipe bust burst upstairs, but I had to get some parts, but, um, I also, so I knew that I would see more men, but I also went out of my way to stay out of high traffic areas. So we came across the occasional man and only two of those men said actual hello to him. Everybody else was from a distance. Um, and then I ran into one of my students. So she got to say hi to him too. Um, or I, I wanted her to say hi to him. Um, so we were at a distance from most people. I think out of seeing maybe 25 people, he actually met four. So that's that's a big thing for me is just socialization at a distance so if i was to go to a car meet you bet your bottom dollar i'd be on the other side of the uh, block away from those loud engines but i want them to be around loud engines so slowly slowly uh, you have to work with the, the dog you've got too i suppose right if yeah. you have a dog that you know was fearful that would be very cruel to just put them in a, in a very loud environment um, you know, because dogs so smart through fear very, very smart, quickly in agility. Smart socialization, keeping yes. the distance until the dog proves otherwise and is right. wanting to go forward. Uh, I had one other thing that I wanted to say um, as far as um, what I've been training him for. Oh, so one of the, the great things about raising a sport dog and, and knowing that we're going in the sport dog direction is I already know all the handling moves. I know the front cross, I know the rear cross, I know the turns that we're going to need and the positioning that I want him in. And so I'm at an advantage because I'm already doing that at 10 weeks. I'm already teaching him how to come into my hand. I'm already doing front crosses just by walking and turning. And I know that I'm producing front crosses. So I'm just very aware of all of that as I'm interacting with him 24-7. And it's a 24-7 game for the next six to uh, nine months even half. you send me videos at like two in the morning and i'm like what are you doing <laughs> you're like we're going to bed and i'm like oh my goodness we're going to bed now um, because um, yeah he's doing very good though he's like he's down. doing great he's an yeah. absolute dream of a puppy he's probably the easiest puppy we have raised that i've raised mm. so yeah well um, that's why i was saying about um the mixed breed thing is jinx was kind of a pain to raise i don't know if that's a border collar yeah. thing or if that's a jinx thing well, he used to launch himself off the couch at like 12 in the morning yeah but i've like learned a lot he's himself. 10 years and so old and he's 10 years old and i have learned a ton I well that's just it ton. i was wondering you know i mean eli's a combination of really every um every iteration of a high drive dog in every height group right border collie mini aussie uh papillon right every single one of those dogs is very well known within the agility community and so i wonder what he'll be like when he hits his teenage stage right time we'll do another podcast that's yeah podcast. maybe i'll be like podcast so number two have to deal with it so i'll be like all starry-eyed you know and you'll be like <laughs> right now he's falling asleep again so he's chill 
Well, thank you, Emma, for yeah, thank you joining me again. And I'm going to grab you again. We have to do another Eli, Where's Eli Today podcast right. in six months. Right. I'm fighting, personally, I'm fighting for the agility content. But don't worry, guys, for those of you who are, who are thinking, okay, I'm done with the puppy. I'm fighting for you. Don't worry. Yeah, but this is agility training. <laughs> it's a 10-week-old puppy that has never seen equipment other than a travel plank. See, yeah. I disagree with okay, that. Okay, he I made him go into the tunnel once for you. I threw a cookie in there and he went I in. I know. I think but, he should know what a tunnel is by right now, but that, that's my humble opinion. Um, but the tunnels are coming. Trust me. The tunnels are so. coming. He's already going around cones. He's spinning. He's circling. Not spinning. Oh, good. He's going in I circles when I ask him to. Not I love the folks that spin because it means you have to run really fast so they don't spin on course. It's great. <laughs> yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emma. I love you, kiddo. All right. I love <laughs> Should you. I include that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, kid. I love you. I will right. chat with you later. I love you. Bye-bye. Happy training. Woo-hoo. Mm-hmm.